Hey guys, it's Allie here. Sam is at home with a sick baby. Ugh, I feel like little Miss Lorelai gets every sickness in the book. So prayers to her for a smooth recovery. Um, I am here today and I'm going to talk about empathy, cocooning, burnout, and feng shui. So you're probably thinking, what does, what do these have in common? <laughs> so I am being called into my cocoon season and it wasn't because I chose it. <laughs> I said it out loud. So as you all have been along for our journey, we promise to be upfront and honest with you about where we were at in all areas of our lives. So I'm sure you've heard, but the real estate market went from the highest of highs of dropping everything I was doing to go show houses because they would be gone within that hour to having to put a listing on and dealing with 60 plus agents at a time, trying to show it, write offers, calling me, trying to get their offer to win. It it was intense, but I thrive on intense. I thrive on chaos. I thrive on fast pace. So when we started coming into this economic winter, I guess you could call it, inflation going up, stocks falling, interest rates rising, I, I started preparing and I started shifting. So now I want you all to realize before I dig into this episode, and I promise to make this part short and sweet. The real estate market is still great. If you are going to invest in something, I highly, highly recommend real estate. Every investment comes with some kind of risk, but real estate is considered a safe investment compared to other investments, such as, you know, like stocks and bonds. And this is because real estate is something tangible. It's a tangible asset that is less volatile than the other investments. It is truly a reliable long-term investment. And it provides passive income when you have a rental property, it generates wealth and builds equity. And yes, the media is freaking people out by amplifying the rising interest rates. But what goes up must come down, as I like to say. The market we were just in was not a traditional market. None of us were expecting the rates to go up as high as they have in such a short, short period. So I think that's what the big, the big cause is. But when rates go up with how and when rates go up, house prices actually start to come down. And the great thing about right now is that you don't have to pay thirty thousand to a hundred thousand over asking. You don't have to worry about bringing extra cash to bridge the gap if it doesn't appraise. And you can actually have a home inspection again. And you actually get time to think about if you want to buy the home and not have to offer that hour. So my advice is just pay attention to the payment you are comfortable with, not the rate. And there are so many programs to help. Everyone's scenario is different. I mean, seriously, there are so many different programs. If you want to buy your rate down, um, there's adjustable rate mortgages. But anyways, now back to me because I'm a Leo. I'm just kidding. But for real. <laughs> um, so July hit and I started noticing the shift. I knew a shift was coming in my mind, but my body started catching up to my mind. It was still really consistent with work. But then September hit and the boys went back to school. 
I was still busy with work in this podcast, but I could feel something. I had a little bit more time on my hands and I didn't quite know what to do with it because if you know me, I just like to stay busy and I know I talk about that on here a lot. So fall is always slower than spring market, but something felt off and that could be that I was on such that high high of like constantly go go going and then it coming to kind of a a halt in a a different way people didn't quite know what they were doing they were kind of in holding pattern at the time so my husband during this time he got a promotion at work and this was super exciting for him so he was offered to come out of the field and help run the company which was huge for our family it meant that i would get to spend more time with our boys as our roles were kind of swapping and it was all in the right timing as the fall market was slowing down right and i should have been ecstatic i should have felt extremely blessed but if i'm being frank i didn't i didn't like that i was being selfish and i was super excited for him don't get me wrong but i was more like well how are we going to do this with both of us working all this all these crazy hours and so i was like take it take it take it please do you have earned this like he has worked so hard starting from a, a little landscaper all the way up to basically being ceo of a company so there i was the first day of his new job i was power cleaning our house and getting triggered back into when I stayed at home when our kids were little. Like, he's not coming home. This is going to be awful. What am I going to do? And so I was finding myself not following my routines and rituals. I was finding myself going into a depression because I felt I didn't have a purpose. And this was all going on when I decided that I needed to leave my partnership with my business partner. So I have always tried building everyone else up. I have always put other people's needs in front of my own. I have always been in this sort of survival mode trying to make sure I am filling everyone's cup and adding value to them. I can be an empath path sorry excuse me. I can go in and match whatever energy frequency they have. If you're hyped, I'm hyped. If you're mad, I'm mad. And if you're sad, I'm sad. And this was my whole school years and well into my 20s. If you were going through something, call me. I was that friend because I will be right there with you. I will cry with you. I will be whatever. But you have to watch this because you start prioritizing their needs. I um, still have to work quite hard to keep these boundaries up. And I, And when he got that job, I kind of felt myself going back to, okay, you take the job and I'll just be here at home with the kids. So... These past four years of my 10-year real estate career have been quite the whirlwind, dropping everything I was doing to make sure I was taking care of my clients and getting them in their house goals, taking on their energies and feelings, hustling to build my business so I could work specifically on referrals so people would see my value and want to work with me. Well, when everything went down last month, I sat here. I sat here and actually had time to stop and think. I wasn't hustling. I wasn't growing consciously. I wasn't doing shit, to be quite honest. Yeah, I was still working for my clients and being there for my family, but my body didn't know how to handle it. I was trying to read 
and listen to podcasts, but my mind wouldn't retain anything. My body was stiff and sore. I wasn't drinking water. I wasn't staying on my clean eating lifestyle. I was binging and quite frankly, pacing my fucking house. <laughs> I was looking at my husband, my family and friends, but I, was see- I wasn't seeing any of them. It was like I wasn't there. I was quantum leaping, but I'll dive more into that later in this episode. So then one day, a few weeks ago, it hit me. I was supposed to be cocooning. I was supposed to be nesting, tending to my relationships, listening to music, being creative, and really listening to my soul whispers. The wind had blew me into a season that I couldn't find my way at first. My body and mine were both burnt out. Was it a blessing? I told myself. Rest before you're forced to. I remember laughing at this as my mentors used to tell me. Hell, I preached the shit on here. So I rested for a good three weeks. I poured into my routines and rituals. I meditated and did breath work. I sat on the freaking couch, drank my tea, and watched shitty-ass TV. I picked my kids up from school every day. It's funny that I hadn't seen any of the signs until I started to really see how much my continued habits of stress, overuse of my body, my brain, and not nourishing my spirit. How was I overgiving and overextending? Where was I doing this from? A place of lack, scarcity, fear, codependency, rather than alignment? Burnout can be a blessing. Tower moments can be a blessing. So I went back to basics. I did an energy audit. I had done this before and I knew it was time to do another one. I needed to set firmer boundaries from work, friendships, relationships, and my own inner practices. I started asking myself, where and what relationships am I giving in more than I am receiving? Am I giving in more than I am receiving? Am I giving myself enough downtime to just be? How am I showing up for myself and my own self-care needs emotionally, spiritually, and physically? When do I compete my when when I do, sorry, excuse me, when I do complete my to-do list or goals, how do I feel? Why am I always wanting to build others up and put their needs before my own? Why am I trying to validate myself to others and building their businesses and I am left with nothing? Why am I not just building my own business? Why do I always feel like I have to have a business partner? And then I started physically doing the work. I did a spatial edit from clearing out my junk drawer to checking my feng shui of my home because you can literally shift the energy of your life by doing this. Feng shui is said to improve your earth luck by 33%. And there's a lot of research on the effects of clutter on the mind, creativity, and well-being. Neuroscience says that those that live in clutter are more likely to be anxious, overweight, and unmotivated. I took a class on this and I absolutely use this in my life. And when I help people with their, their own homes and interiors and exteriors. So feel free to reach out or... Actually, maybe my next episode, I'll dive in deeper into it. It is a super cool practice. You want to arrange your furniture and objects according to the flow of natural energy because everything is energy. And I'll, I'll share some basics so that you can do this before winter. 
So make a good impression with your front door. In order to attract energy into your home, you need a welcoming front door. They say, this is me, I hate the color red. I hate it. I will wear it around Christmas time and decorate with it around Christmas time and then it goes away. But they actually say that red is the luckiest color front door to have. So if you're looking for some luck, paint your door red. Clear your clutter. I already went over that really, but seriously, clear the clutter. Get rid of the shit. We don't, you know, nowadays I feel like you, our parents inherit our grandparents' stuff. And I just think like, okay, if my parents were to pass away, they have all my grandparents' shit. They have their own shit. And I'm going to accumulate all of the shit, right? And so I think it's just important to keep a couple few pieces that are important, but the rest of it can... Can, you can donate it off to. Um, make use of crystals. Make sure air and light can get in. That's a big one. Natural light is very important. Place the bed and desk towards doorways. Don't put them on like your bedroom. Don't put your bed on the same wall as a door. Add a natural element like wood or a plant. Plants can also attack, uh, attract money too. So your energy audit also includes things that you don't notice consciously as energy impactors. So this required me to be honest with myself, which isn't always easy to do. But this podcast seems to make us accountable for ourselves, which is a really cool thing. So I had to ask myself questions. Where was I making excuses that were holding me back? And how was I holding myself responsible? So I knew I needed to set boundaries for social media. I had to set a time block for 20 minutes a day so I wasn't scrolling and comparing myself to others. And I know there isn't always a comfortable way to go through personal transformation, but when Sam and I started this, we made our transformations public, which in our culture showing off the final product or the goals always felt a little uncomfortable, like we were doing this for fame, when in reality we wanted to break the stereotypes. We wanted to share the word with our own little twists and experiences and show people like you listeners, amazing listeners, that you're not alone in this. So whenever we are actually in a liminal space of change, it feels wrong in a sense. Like the fact that there is nothing to show yet for the process is in itself a problem. That for a world where we live online, if you are no longer living online, are you living at all? And I realized in the past few weeks when in conversation that the barometer of someone's success or happiness or worth is based on the way their avatar is sharing their experience online. If their social media is popping, things must be amazing. And if not, not so much. But we all know that sometimes the happiest of people choose to live in the real world more than the one we have online. We all want the end goal of being free from our phones and living simply with a community we love. But when we're so in it, it seems like the pull of social media seems too strong. And I truly admire those who live their life more fully behind the scenes than in front of it. They share the beauty of their experience, but only as a secondary view of something special worth sharing. 
And I know it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, and especially us people in sales, because that's all we hear is that if you're not online or doing video, you're going to miss the deals. And I and I hate that sometimes because we have to stay top of mind. It's it's important and it it truly does work. So I, you know, I do see the the benefits from it, but um it's, you know, a tough it's a tough pill and I think I just said that. But um that if when I when I do have real life relationships, it it just shows that's that what that's can I talk? <laughs> that's what matters. But I also feel I've met some amazing souls from the online community and have so many strangers who root for me every day and I root for them, vice versa. It is so fun as an introverted extrovert to have online friendships where I didn't have to show up and network with them at first. I could sit behind my little computer in my comfy home and and network with them. So I love that I can have friends all over the world and get to stay involved in their lives by seeing what they're doing. And as someone who has family all over the United States and actually all over the world, it makes me feel closer to see their faces on social media every day. And I think social media presence is so much more than how the world perceives you from an outside perspective. I think it should reflect of who you are now and it should evolve as you do. And as someone who is in the public eye and has my real estate business, is it's run on people expecting me to be professional and knowledgeable. And I've always strayed away from my personal life online, I feel like, because I wanted to be neutral. But I know I spoke about this in an earlier episode that it actually hurt me in the long run. And we are now in the age of being relatable and I love it. People want authenticity, not boring and stuffy or you showing all your money and what you have and it it's just not relatable. And so it's okay to reveal the true you and I'm learning how to do it right along with you still. So in my, my season of cocooning, I learned it won't always make sense in the moment, but it's my job to answer the call. I learned it's, it is okay to rest without having to earn it. I'm learning how to prioritize rest, pleasure, and play, to be ambitious and driven, and to let my body be at ease and let my nervous system regulate, because that's a whole other episode that we're going to talk about the nervous system. So a satisfied life is a successful life, and we have to constantly remind ourselves of this. We do. I mean, seriously. Success is not measured by what schools you went to, how many degrees you have, how many trips you can afford to go on, what car you drive, how many houses you've sold. For me, it's beginning to mean you're you're fulfilling your own unique purpose. It's a a self-realization. It means the fulfillment of one's own potential. Your success is what you make of it. So now back to the quantum leaping before I leave here. What what is a quantum leap? And I'm sure you've heard this term. It so it's defined as an abrupt change, sudden increase or dramatic advance. It is quick, seemingly impossible. 
I have no idea how it will happen type of growth. I like to call them mind-blowing moments, but this wasn't a business leap for me. I've definitely had the, oh no, I don't know where my next sale is coming from, and then all of a sudden I quantum leap, being in the right mindset, and that day I get a call and it's a huge deal that needs to get done. So this was a mental leap, which made sense why I kept having dreams that I I couldn't get to my family or I would wave my hand through someone and they weren't physically there. It was like the weirdest phase I have ever been in in my life. Yet, as I look back now, it is exactly what was happening. I would literally be staring at someone since this has been happening since like July and I wouldn't I like couldn't feel like I was on earth like I'd be staring at them and I'm like I'm not here I am not here in my body like my soul is wandering around like it was so odd but I was seriously thinking I was going delusional like I, I didn't know what was happening I kept sharing this with Sam too and she had said she said, I think you're quantum leaping. And I just brushed it off and sat and I and then I thought about it. And it's just crazy. But the power of an empath lies in the ability to choose when to use their gifts. As a conscious empath, I have had to learn the difference between using my gifts for empowerment and using them in a codependent way. So what I have learned and now live by but still have to remind myself that the key is to no longer unconsciously absorb other people's feelings. Telling what is mine and what is not is so important in a lifelong journey. There are ways to say I feel you literally without absorbing absorbing it into my physical body. It is important and my birthright to feel, to enjoy feeling my own feelings. That my power is my ability to feel and without incorporating this into my gifts and work, I am denying a huge aspect of myself. So this one is kind of short and sweet in a way. So let's end this with a little mantra for all our empaths out there. I honor my empathy. I choose where, how much, and how often I share. I am mindful about the level of absorption. I allow myself to ample time to recharge. I love the empath in me. Thanks for listening, you guys. Have a wonderful week.